Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out Any of you guys go see uh, Top Gun Maverick? No. No, I haven't no? made it out to a movie theater in years at this point. <laughs> Is that a COVID thing or just not just it, not a big cinema goer? I mean, no, I, I used to uh, a lot. Actually, I think the last... Uh, we have a uh, an Alamo that's like an hour from us down in Winchester. Oh, nice, yeah. You know, it's Those like... Are nice. Yeah, you go and sit down and have a beer and... Uh, mm-hmm. get waited on and eat food that makes you feel awful later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last I... movie I saw in the theater was Beetlejuice. What? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Alamo, they would do these. Oh, like, yeah, okay. You know, they they just do these special. Like it was a Halloween thing, I think. You know, and you get to there. Say, it's been forty you... years. <laughs> 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 I swore off theaters a long time ago. Well, now you've both seen the original Top Gun, correct? Oh yeah. No. What? What? Yes, Neil? How dare you? So many times. Lost that love and feeling. <laughs> well, they they don't go there in the new one, but they they do some they do some uh, some some rehashes. You get a little great balls, and you get the the original music, which you know Kenny Loggins. Although I guess. Would, are you? Um, I'm assuming I know the answer to this, but Lo- Kenny Loggins or Loggins and Messina, Neil. Loggins and Messina. Really? Okay, Jody. I think I'm gonna go with Kenny Loggins because yeah, uh, that's just <laughs> what it's in, it's in Caddyshack, right? It's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of it, hey. but it's it's the it's the song that's like uh, during the credits at the open. Yeah, I mean, what is Loggins and Messina? We got uh, Mama Don't Dance, Daddy Don't Rock and Roll, right? Yeah. And I mean, anything da- else? I think I may have been completely wrong on my uh, my take there. <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. Come on oh. home and, uh, you know, Footloose, the Top Gun song. But Loggins and Messina's uh, most famous song is probably um, the slow one that's like, sure. Even though we ain't of got course they money. Did. Oh, that's a good I'm one. Still all right. the, what is that? What is that called? Daniel's song? I'm back. Or? Danny song or something. I'm familiar. Yeah, it, it is kind of wild though to watch Tom Cruise has got to be like 60 years old and does not look that much older than when he was in the original one. CG. So I, w- I was thinking because they also showed the the Mission Impossible franchise, like the newest one, like the preview for it. And I was thinking, you know, we, we play a game here, Jody, sometimes called uh, Mary Booth Kill. Um, yeah, yeah, so, so I was thinking I was going to go Top Gun, Mission Impossible, and then whatever one other cruise movie, let me know what, what, what you would marry, boof, kill. What's, uh, yeah. the, what's, what's that awesome, uh, uh, or uh, what's the pool movie you did with Paul Newman? Oh, the um, the color of money. The yeah. color of money. Okay, go. so so all right. So Jody, you're gonna go color of money. What? I, what? I'm I'm marrying color of money. 
Okay, Mary and Color of Money. Um, I'm going to boof Mission Impossible, and I'm okay. going to kill Top Gun. Yeah. Uh-oh. No, no, okay. I'm sorry. The other way around. It's the other way around. <laughs> the other way around. You're killing Mission Impossible. Okay. Yes, I, I'm killing Mission Impossible, and I'm boofing Top Gun. I, all right, so I'm going to go. I'm, I'm marrying Mission Impossible because I love those movies, and they've given me many years of joy, and they've been consistent. So I'm going with uh, a marriage with Mission Impossible and the franchise, and then Top Gun. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck because <laughs> not gonna you, you, you only you only get it twice in 20 years, but at least you get to a little dip your toe back in or you know oh, yeah. just tip or whatever. And then I am going to kill Cocktail. Ooh, why? <laughs> Such a good movie. He's so ridiculous in that movie. <laughs> oh man! Well, it's all I'm worth killing it for cocktail. his, I, I um, his mentor in that movie. Cocktail so is ridiculous, and not—I mean, it's yeah, no, I'm killing cocktail. I agree. I was just gonna say it's like this. There's there's portions of the '80s Tom Cruise that I would marry, and then uh, and <laughs> others that I would kill. Yes, yes, like like a good marriage. Um, <laughs> Neil, what uh, what do you got right. for us? I'm going to marry Top Gun because it takes my breath away. Oh, singer. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll boof Mission Impossible. It'll be exciting. Um, yeah, okay. And I'm going to kill the last samurai. Okay. Oh, <laughs> great call. If it's not already dead. <laughs> don't, don't, don't kill me. I'm already dead. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, you are hearing the voice of, a, of, a, of our new guest, um, after three weeks with Jennifer Jones, we have Mr. Jody Moser. Moser? Yep, with a Z. It spells <laughs> it spells Moss, but it's ah. pronounced Mose. Mose. Moss, Mose. A, a, a Moss with... Uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a Mose of another name, or whatever that is. So, Jody, you are coming to us live from... I'm in... Cumberland, Maryland, at the moment, uh, in my studio, and just finished teaching, teaching lessons, teaching minds. Yeah. Okay. So, so Jody, we like you know, first time we have a guest, don't we like to ask about your musical taste, so the pod gave rock and roll listeners can can know who they're dealing with for the next couple of weeks. Why don't you give us two or three of your uh, favorite bands or? Um, uh, the Allman Brothers, without a nice. doubt. This is the first uh, concert I ever went to. Uh, back in the 90s, and so Very cool. I, I have to list that. I am a, a big fan of like roots rock, uh, blues, any lots of blues. Uh, okay. Bluegrass, I've been playing bluegrass for like the last probably 10 years. But before that, and, and funk. I love James Brown. I love the meters. Ooh, I love, nice, okay. I love Little Feet, I, 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 but I love Led Zeppelin, and I love the Eagles, and... Uh, That's yeah, it, it, it's being a, uh, especially being a, uh, a music instructor of, of about five different instruments, yeah, the taste kind of gets wide, the, for the, sure. The, the rock genre and its uh, peripheral inhabitants are, are, are all visited by you frequently, Very, fr- very frequently. <laughs> okay, very. well, speaking of the Allman Brothers in the first show you went to, what, uh, give us like two or three of like your favorite shows you've ever seen, live shows. Um, well, that one being one, I'd say probably seeing another would be seeing Tedeschi Trucks Band at the Beacon Theater in, okay. in New York. Uh, so you're, you're keeping it in the family there. Oh, well, I, you know, I have to say, like, that one, it just blew me, blew me away. 
Like, yeah. th- that band is just incredible. And then I'd say probably um, I, I had a, a great time seeing Bale Fleck and the Flecktones at Wolf Trap. Ah, um, Hadn't heard that yeah. name in a while. And uh, even Bruce Hornsby at, at uh, Wolf Trap, too. So it was a great show. What um, is Wolf Trap? Wolf Trap is this really cool, like, outdoor pavilion down in northern Virginia where you can uh, bring your own cooler in, you know. On the lawn. It's a state park, too, so, like, they let you bring your own drinks and food on the lawn. Very cool. But then okay. they have that, that full, like, pavilion style, like you'd go see at a big amphitheater yeah. kind of thing. So but, uh, probably similar to the bowl, but different uh, environs. Yeah, but I've at that place I've seen you know the Flecktones, Bruce Hornsby, the Black Crows, Buddy Guy is probably up there yeah. too. It's one of the best best concerts I've seen. Nice. Yeah. Okay, now and here's a little bit, bit of a curveball. This is the last question. If we were to hop in your ride, let's say you still had a CD player or, or whatever, iPhones plugged in, and you're like, check out this new band I've heard in the last five ten years. What 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 would that be? That's a tough one, considering I, I'm usually kind of far back. Um, I'm always a big fan. He's a friend of mine, too, but I'm also such a fan is the Chris Jacobs band. Ah, Chris Jacobs, yeah. I, I, I love one of his albums, for sure. That's, yeah. That's really like kind of, what would you say, country soul, maybe? Yeah, you know, ever since he got out of the bridge, which is a little bit more funk kind of country, you know, and stuff like that. It is, yeah. He's got that kind of nice mix between, like, Ray LaMontagne and Little Feet and, like, you know, his own kind of vibe of, like, countrified picking, which is just incredible. But, yeah. Okay. I think my sister was telling me about him the other day. And and you know him? Is he... Oh, yeah. Chris does he is, live in the area? Chris is, is, a, is an old friend of mine. I've been doing shows with Chris, uh, opening up for his band, or we've even done duo shows before. Yeah, he lives down in Baltimore. And, oh, cool. Um, first time I met him was at Duncan's in Frostburg. Oh, nice! Yeah, he was playing, and the the band Duncan's up. is no more, right? No, it just it's oh. it, it just has a Trump sign in the window still. I think. Wow. <laughs> R.I.P. Duncan's, and hopefully soon Trump. Um, the, no politics, <laughs> no bullshit. <laughs> All bullshit. Um, now, so you kind of hinted at it. Now, did you guys used to play music together? Is that how the connection here? No, well, yeah, sure. Neil and That's, I. Wow, the first band that w- w- I ever had in college was with Neil. We had the band oh, really? Mo Digley. Mo Digley, yeah. Mo Digley. Mo Digley. Mm-hmm. Why not yeah, Mo Diddley? Too close for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, and it's it's odd. Basically, we came up with that name. Um, I was studying for an art history exam, and one of the artists was Mo Digliani, and I had the brilliant idea to just. Shorten it to Mo Diggly. Kind of Bo Diddley, Mo Diggly. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, it sounds like this week we're dealing with two uh, artistes, is, 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 is what I would say. And, uh, <laughs> and on that note, we are talking uh, with two artistes because this week we are talking about L-E-S artistes. Nice segue, Josh. Nice from, segue. <laughs> thank you. By Santa Gold from her 2008 album, Santa Gold. Written by John Hill and Santi White and produced by Johnny Most Davis, John Hill and Santa Gold and released on Downtown Records and Atlantic Records. Well, 
Well, I think it's a great pop song with, um, it still has some attitude. It's got some balls to it. I think overall, it's kind of got a little something for everybody. It's got that nostalgic 80s sound to it a little bit. It's funky, but also very kind of um, refined. It's got some, uh, some kind of reggae and hip hop. It's simple. Uh, but also rocks. It's basically, they're just kind of digging in. You know, I think this song is um, something that was almost built for her to shine. Almost like, hey world, this is Santa Gold. Because everything, it's a very simple song that just lets her message shine and lets her voice really shine. Yeah. And the whole point, I, the reason I wanted to talk about it is because I went to a festival two weeks ago with a lot of popular bands called Just Like Heaven in Los Angeles. And Santa Gold and this song stood out above the crowd by a long shot. Um, she definitely blew me away. It was the, it was the best uh, performance of the day. Just being in that in that scenario uh, where you're at a festival and an unknown band kind of really surprises you. I, I didn't know much Santa Gold at the moment. Like Michelle wanted to stick around. I was like, sure, whatever, sounds good. And then she came on and um, just front to back, every song was great. She played this really early, got the crowd going, and. Um, it was just a great time. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that happens a lot when you go to festivals and there'll be one band that you didn't expect that'll kind of uh, really stick to you. And this this happened Yeah, with Santa Gold. Had you ever heard this song before you saw her two weeks ago? Yes, it rang a bell, but I didn't know who it was. It, it's not like I... I didn't have any memories of the song. I just, I heard it and I was like, oh yeah, fucking hey, that's a great tune. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I heard this when it came out. I mean, I remember the album came out in 2008. It was right after I moved to Los Angeles. So it was a tune I, de- I definitely listened to. I mean, I know Faith, our mutual friend who I was living on her chase for a little bit, she definitely was listening to this. And, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a banger. I mean, it's it's like you said, it's got a lot of attitude. But I have not revisited it since. I mean, it's... It's it's kind of like an anthem, but also not like an anthem I, in in certain ways, which is kind of cool. The hook, though, I mean, is really what kind of like you said it introduce is her to the the world. Like that hook is what does it. I don't even really think the lyrics matter in the hook. It's just when it hits that a, it's just like boom. Yep. Mm-hmm. For me, this song is re- is all about the production and like her you know, somewhat yeah. unique delivery of the song and the choices she makes w- within that delivery. But, but it, it, it's, it's definitely a groovy tune and it was, it was fun kind of revisiting. I agree. Yeah. The, the production of it is pretty cool. My day job is, is analyzing songs every day for students, you know? And yeah. so Sweet. I really pay attention to production a lot, you know, and especially having my own studio at home and recording my own things. It's got some, uh, it's got good layers, and it does. It has that payoff into the chorus when it hits the one, you know, it goes to the major, to the A major. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. But it is. It's like, you know, for me, you know, I, like I, I can find find lots of appreciation in any tune, you know. Um, yeah. So I, I appreciate that a lot. You know, the production's good. She sounds good. She sounds great singing. I kind of think I've heard this song, but <laughs> it's, it's not really in my wheelhouse, really, to 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 listen to this kind of, I don't know, just this kind of pop is, isn't really uh, yeah. something I'm going to choose on the radio. But when I hear it, I dig it. And especially, like, as a song to, like, it sounds like a song that a student would bring in and want to learn how to play. And it'd be like, yeah. wow, this is super simple but so effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a great payoff. Yeah. Well, well, it's funny that both of y'all say that, like, I think I've heard it. Because the, the one thing that kind of sticks out to me about it, uh, other than pr- the production, is that 
and, and I don't know if they, I mean, I'm not saying this in a, in a purely negative way, is that the hook is very good. You know, like when you said when it goes to the one, it's, it's really good when it hits that. But like what she's saying there, it's not, you're like, I, I think I've heard this song because there's not really a line that you remember because it's, a, it, it's almost a little verbose. It's not, but in terms of like when you think hook, you were looking on a word or a phrase to kind of grab onto, like, you know. Yeah, but I, I think what it does is all you need to hear is what I believe, you know what I mean? Like the ends of those lines, um, what I give up and what I believe. You kind of get what she's saying. Like she's almost projecting almost what she wants her career to be in this. I don't want to be a cheesy poser. I You know, I want to take over the world in some ways, you know, like she, it's very kind of like, um, almost prophetic or trying to like pro- project what she wants out into the world. Well, and when you when you read more about her, you know, she, you read that she's been she had been hustling this, you know, the scene like of just with yeah. shows, playing shows for years before, you know, she broke loose. I I really appreciate that kind of stuff. And even when she did, it it, it almost didn't even really change her lifestyle from what it sounded like, you know, in a sense. Yeah. Um, um, well, she well, she definitely put the work in, and you know the guy who co-wrote the song with her, John Hill. They were in a band together, I, I think, before this. And it, Neil, I think you know you said earlier it's like goes back to this '80s nostalgia, and I can hear that to an extent. But I also just think this is very like early, like my college years, like early aughts, New York City, like yeah, yeah, yeahs, and yeah. all that stuff. Like especially the 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 way the guitar is sounding in the song or the guitars. I mean, that's a straight up, I mean, you know, maybe some like 80s, you know, maybe some like Blondie and Cars in there. But yeah, like, and like the Devo and like the police, you know, yeah, you, you hear some of those, for in, sure. in, those influence come out a little bit. But I think the attitude is more yes. what, what's been happening in, in, in New York City for a while. And maybe that's like that. Maybe they did that on purpose to where you're talking about the lyric is kind of like a. I don't want to be a poser and kind of almost saying like, this is the kind of music that's out there now and they're a bunch of posers and like, I'm going to fucking break through this because this song leads off the album and nothing on this album sounds like this song afterwards. Yeah. The title could almost be like, fuck you. Like, cause it's just Lower East Side artists. Lower East Side, yeah. And just the attitude in the song. She's like, get the fuck out of my way. Like... It's, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. Well, there. she's talking about like all all those pretentious artists that are just there yeah. for show, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, and creeping around elevators. It's like, definitely a commentary on New York <laughs> pretension, man. Um, but... <laughs> uh, well, okay, so so. For you guys, the, the, the thing that stands out, I guess, lyrically is the what I give up and, and that I believe that kind of tags the end of all the chorus lines. Or is there is there something else lyrically that sticks out to you? I, I like the way, yeah, I mean, obviously the the chorus lyrics, you know, have more of that melodic hook to it that we were talking about that, you know, almost like you're, you almost have to really listen to what she's saying. But I love the, the, the rhythmic you know, uh, approach she has on the verse. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? But that's, yeah. that's almost more, I would say, then you're diving into her delivery because I think her delivery kind of outshines True. the, I don't even find her singing voice that impressive or the lyric that impressive. I think like what you just said, the rhythmic choices she makes really in every single part of the song kind of defines the song outside of what they're doing 
with the production. For me, you know, like like you said, the, the the choice she making there, and then she almost gets into almost like a rap singing, but she is not rapping in that in that B section. Yeah, I like the uh, you know fit in so good. You know, the hope is that you can't see me later. You know, you don't know me. I'm an introvert and extra an extrovert. Yeah, you know, I love that. No, I just love the um, like what you were saying, Jody. Right after that, creep up and suddenly I found myself an innovator. It's very like brash, yeah. like patting yourself on the back. But I like the attitude there. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. I heard that too. Yeah, I felt that too. My favorite lyrical part, I think, is that little, I mean, you could probably call it a bridge, is the change, 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 all the way to something worth dreaming of. You know, I want to get up out of my skin, tell you what, if I can shake it, I'm going to make this something worth dreaming of. And I think it goes kind of with what you were saying, Jody, as well, because then again, I mean, she brings it down at that, because during the course, she's basically just shouting. It, mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, super melodic singing. It's almost like shouting, but it's a, it's a it's a purdy shout. And then she really brings it down there for that change part, and I think I think it's very effective. Very effective, especially with the snare that comes in. Oh I love yeah, that snare yeah. That comes in. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, exactly. So just real quick, we can touch on before we move on from the songwriting. I mean, the song is basically. So Jody, you mentioned something, and this always kind of confused me a little bit. You know, the song kind of starts off in that you know, F sharp minor, E, and that's kind of how the verses go all the way up until it, when it hits that A. So you're saying the song is in A, like the A is the one. I mean, yeah, you can play in a minor key, but all minor chords uh, lead to a relative major okay. key, you know? So, you know, if you actually were to put it on a piece of sheet music, you know, a key signature that would happen would be in a major key signature. Okay. Right? And so... So when you when you lay out all the chords of the song, the F sharp minor, the E major, the A major, and the C sharp yeah. minor, all of that leads to A being the one, mm-hmm. F sharp minor the six, and E's the five. You know, gotcha. kind of thing. Although you know it, it's funny because then they, you can share stuff too. You know, it also could point to E major too because E major also has an E major in it, has an F sharp minor mm-hmm. and a C sharp yeah. minor ah, too. Okay, so. but. Since since that 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 chorus and that hook hits yeah. you right on yeah. the one, yeah. you know what I mean. That's where you're like, oh yeah, it's an okay, a. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it sounds so good. They make you wait a while, and the that when that first chorus comes in, like you don't even know it. Your your mind has been waiting for that a to hit, and that's why it feels so good. It's such a perfect resolve. You it, know what it, I mean? it feel it feels so good when it when it touches your ears. Um, well, so well, okay. So my, me being a, you know, I shouldn't be a novice at this point, but, um, I'm always like, well, whatever chord it starts on, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> it's an F sharp minor. <laughs> I mean, but you could call the F sharp minor the one that, you know, you're kind of gravitating on the min- the relative minor mm-hmm. end of it, you know? So it's, yeah. but yeah, I mean, you can think of it as the one or as the tonic, you know, per se, but I, you know, when you think about all the chords together they all are married to that you know what i'm i'm always going to think of it as the tonic from now on (laughs) now so jody i want to ask you something you mentioned earlier so you said that you pay attention to the production of songs you know every day and so a lot of times when neil especially when we have guests on they're like what is the production And, and you know i mean i don't I don't even know if Neil and I know exactly, you know, how to how to define that. What do you how do you define production? Just if you're talking about this song, what is it that kind of makes up? Is it just every element? Like what is the producer doing for you when you listen to a song? Well, um as a producer myself, you know, cuz I've actually produced uh, a couple of records okay, nice. with artists. 
And, um, you know, a lot of it all starts with that that artist playing the song on a guitar, if they do that, you know, or a piano or whatever the instrument they have, or if they're just singing it to something. Yeah. But a lot of the time it's the artist with a guitar, you know, and then you're like, okay, that's the shell. And then the production is just adding in all, all of the elements, all of the layers, mm-hmm. just the instrumentation choice, uh, the tonal choice of each instrument, adding things in, taking things away. Yeah. All of those things are all part of the production scheme, you know, and so... Uh, I love, like, in this song, you know, I think of the production as, oh, wow, you know, you're in the verse, it's really light, you yeah. know, like, you've got this guitar that's just hitting, like, ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 you know, and it's just really, really straightforward, stupid, simple, but really effective, and the bass holds a certain, like, groove during that part of the uh-huh. song, but you notice when it hits that chorus, it's like all of those instruments, they take another role, yeah. you know, and... um to, to make that part of the song so, even bigger. And, then, you know, you can really hear that production value in the chorus especially. Yeah, so you're basically saying, I think, Neil, we, we mentioned that our hot bacon. Cold lettuce. Yep. Hot lettuce, cold bacon, whatever, uh, where they're, they're doing a nice job with the loud and quiet here, right? Yeah. And yep. I do yep. like how in the song the bass is, like, just a super foundation. It's like concrete because it's just boom, yeah. boom, 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 boom. Like, it's sometimes that's just what you need. You don't you don't need anything fancy. You just want something to drive that song. With the with the but with the beat. I mean, the thing that stands out to me the most is like the beat. You know, you have that kind of thump thump or whatever that is going on. You have the. It sounds like there's there's real drums playing. There's mm-hmm. like digital drums playing, and there's like yeah. this other kind of synth percussion stuff that they're doing within that. I mean, that's kind of the thing that other than that guitar part yeah. that stands out to me the most i don't even think i noticed the bass yeah. but which sounds the like drum, the point yeah the drums are really important i mean you mentioned that big like in the chorus it's like doo, doo, dun, dun, doo, yeah. Doo. yeah and then jody you mentioned the snare and the little bridge i mean they're not doing anything fancy with the drums everything they're doing is designed to kind of like for impact kind of a lot of little tricks even the fill right after the bridge that's just yeah. it could be like it's not like the most amazing fill in the world but it does its job to like project you into that final chorus yeah you can tell that she's thinking like a funk band yeah. though you know when you read about her one of her influences is james brown you know? yeah mm-hmm. in a funk band you know everybody's got that that part that they are sticking mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. their gun their guns to you know and and it's just the 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 stew of all that together that makes that yeah. that groove, you know. And they do; they've taken every single part of the song, and they've been like, "Okay, this is what it's going to feel." Even when you watch a live version of it, too, they pretty much stick to the same yeah. type of thing, yeah. you know. Well, well um, we should point out that the the producers are Johnny Most Davis, John Hill, and Santa Gold. And if you read about them, I mean, Davis and Hill, Davis more so than Hill at this point. I mean, had worked with. A lot of you know hip hop artists and big pop artists and some rock artists and Hill has worked with a lot of hip. I mean, you can tell these guys have worked with a range of musicians by all the things that you guys were just mentioning, and and probably like you said with her influence of kind of wanting funk and them just being like, okay, how can we? Yeah, I almost feel like their influence is the pop of it, and hers is maybe the rock of it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. and yep. Jody, to what you were saying, I actually yesterday was listening to an Al Green song, and I was listening to the guitar, and I was like, that is the weirdest thing. Like, if you just listen to the guitar part of that song, it was uh, Let's Stay Together. 
This is just so weird. I was like, how do you even keep playing that in time? Because it's just so weird. But yeah. Speaking of the instruments and the, 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 the musicians on this are Santi White who I think is Santa Gold. Uh, she's vocals, guitar, and keyboards. John Hill, who's the co-writer and co-producer, is bass. He plays guitar and keyboards. And then Chuck Treese plays the drums. So saying that, what's... Jody, we'll, we'll go with... Well, actually, Neil, it's your song. What is your favorite part of the song? Her. Her delivery, the way... Because I don't, I don't think many people can sound great doing or as good as she does. Um, singing this song. It's just her, her vocal delivery. Okay. Jody, what you got? Yeah, I, I really like her, her vocal delivery. She's, she's, she's got a great rhythm in how she, you know, in, in, with her diction, and, and I really dig that. I love the, uh, I think my favorite part, though, is when the snare comes in on that bridge. Yeah. Nice. You know, it kind of goes to that little bit of a railroady kind of, yeah, man, I, I dig that part of the song. Nice, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I was going to say production, but I think after listening to it, you know, for a full week, like her delivery is what makes the song stand out. Because like we said, it's simple. They do a good job of building up to that to that one, you know, when the chorus comes in. But her deli- it's all about the choices she's making before then and then when that happens and then after then and really kind of taking you on a little bit of a ride yeah. through the st- streets of New York as she um or I, I don't know if y'all watched the music video, but a ride on a black horse through the mm-hmm. streets of New York as she's killing all the posers <laughs> that she, all the artists of the Lower East Side. Green. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of the video. Green, green wieners. Um, that's what I loved about her performance too when I saw her a couple weeks back is it was exactly the same. Two girls on each side with sunglasses just like. Really? Do, yeah. So like it was, it was a whole package. The whole performance was great. I don't know why, but when I watched that video, as soon as it shows that, I just, I could not stop thinking of game of thrones (laughs) yeah i do love the because even like the way she's kind of looking at the camera and singing you know a lot of times like you know you'll say i'm just thinking of like a bono in a music video he's like you know he's all like dramatic about it but it seems like that's how she sings in the song just sitting on the horse and being like what Ah, like just opening her mouth and whatever she's you know doing with her vocal cords is allowing it to come out like it seems so effortless but it's not you know as well as they use like hot dogs and stuff for like intestines and Mm -hmm. weird like slime for blood and stuff like that when she's as she kills the posers so it's it's a little bit it's a little bit absurd I would. Yeah, like everybody gets like splashed in the face with the blood Kool Aid, and then they have just this like insane look on their face afterwards. It's it's pretty yeah, intense. Yeah, it was it was fun watching the video. I was like, yep, that's exactly what I experienced, minus the horse. Again, she she is not backing off on that commentary. And 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 speaking of commentary, I think we should move away from commentary actually, and and start vibing. So, Jody, we give our guests the chance to to give us some vibe some vocal vibe music to bring us in. So whatever you want to do, you can hum, you can whistle, you can beatbox, beatbox, <laughs> whatever. But I'm going to count you in in three, two, one. <laughs> uh. That was the sound of it running out of <laughs> uh, Getting us back to the motorboating days. Yeah. I like it. Uh, you motorboating son of that a bitch. That was a Johnny vibe oh. cover. 
<laughs> uh, well, Neil, this is your song. Hey, yeah. I, no. I have, I have, I have listened to every oh, every pod. Excellent. We we appreciate that. Makes it even better to have to have you on now. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> so I know the I know the ropes. Well, Neil, what when do you want to hear the song? Well, I would recommend everyone go see Santa Gold because that was awesome. Um, but I do think this song, um, by nature, is just multifunctional. I could see it being great on vacation at a pool or kind of working out, getting fired up for something. You know, it's either inspirational or just straight chilling. <laughs> okay. I, you know what I would say is I I want to hear this at like a pool party because basically when I was listening to it this week, every time like a female friend of mine heard it, they were Kind of the same what what we said of, I think I've heard this song, but like immediately they were just, they weren't singing the words, but they were like dancing. They knew it in the, in their bodies, <laughs> I and believe. so yeah, just put it on and watch all the ladies in in, in their bathing suits start dancing around. Maybe join them depending on how many drinks I've had. Okay, uh, well join join my girlfriend depending on how many drinks I've had. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of what you shouldn't do, That'll be uh, is slide under the influence, which is what we're going to do right now. Uh, <laughs> talk about the influences of the song, which we've already mentioned a lot. But uh, Jody, why don't you start us off? What, what, what do you hear when, when you hear the song? You know, I, I hear some police um, just with kind of a, just the production of it, you know. Uh, it, re- yeah. it reminds me of that. And even actually even just her voice, too. You know, you can... It's a, it's, yeah. you know, her and Sting's voice, you know, can have some similarities to them. Mm-hmm. Um, Both one names. Both single names, yeah, you know. Yeah, You know, uh, Talking Heads, uh, Annie Lennox, any of those great, you know, female 80s vocalists. Um, I definitely hear hear some influences there. You know, and then in terms of maybe who she's influenced, you know, that'd be a good question for me, you know, considering I'm not too... Uh, <laughs> not up, up to verse with the, <laughs> no with, the, with the kids these days? No, not really. <laughs> Bluegrass, oh, well, bluegrass will do that to you. Yeah, <laughs> Neil, what's uh, what, what do you what do you hear, my friend? Um, well, we we've hit a lot of them. I definitely hear some '80s, um, and I I hear some Men at Work. I almost yes. uh, I, I told you, Josh, to try to sing it like that because I can hear like the what I'm searching for. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I, Devo. I, when yeah. I thought about that, and then I was like, I'm not going to try to sing Australian. Well, that, that's I all I can, that's that. all I can, I, I know, but I, that's all I could think about from that yeah but actually is the land down under i wonder if that's the same chord structure it almost feels like a similar chorus and just the new york scene definitely uh there with the muted guitar the strokes it has some cars um it kind of sounds like um josh you mentioned the yeah yeah yes i think specifically heads will roll that song Mm -hmm. um and then just the almost arena anthem nature of it kind of reminded me of the Chili Peppers a little bit. Kind of just the yeah. heavy bass, the big chorus. I was even thinking more Arcade Fire with the anthem because it's 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 more indie than the Chili Peppers. Well, I yeah. feel. And the Arcade Fire with the boom 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 boom. Yeah, boom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. Kind of yep. droning sound. Yeah, I, I don't have much to add other than you know. I mean, it really is just the New York kind of. You know, you even hear a lot of Madonna in this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, which is, no, that's a good which call. Is, and which is, I think that's the point too, and why I liked it so much and picked it because I can hear so many influences in this from uh, genre or artists. You know what I mean? It's it's like a big package of like um, everything up until that point, just taking a lot of bits of great pop songs and smashing yeah, them together. And honestly, I don't know her stuff that well, but like what I've heard of like Rihanna and even like you know moving forward, I think this probably 
had an in, something like this had an influence on something like Rihanna and that style mm-hmm. of pop oh, yeah. uh, I mean, music and what they were doing, you know, around 2012, 2013. This was five years before that. Yeah, certainly. And um, when I saw her, like one of the things that was so good was the kind of the reggae vibe to the show, which is very Rihanna. Uh, like it just, it like, it yeah. really was like. Is Rihanna up. reggae? Well, she has some, she has some island kind of sound uh, to it, you okay. know. Not, well, not straight what's his, reggae, but well, what's his name? John Hill, a lot of stuff, a lot of work with uh, Shakira, <laughs> like a lot. Okay, uh, so that so that makes sense. And speaking of Shakira, why don't we uh, <laughs> why don't we slide under the covers for a minute and talk about the covers of this song? I'll get us started on this one. I, I only listened to two uh, because my truck broke down today and I didn't have time to listen to more. Uh, even if, if there are more, I don't know. But uh, the first one was Lily Wood and the Prick, which uh, <laughs> is a terrible band name <laughs> that to go with a terrible cover of the song. Yeah, yeah, um, agreed. And then William, I'm not even going to describe it. It's just bad. And then Williamsburg's Salsa Orchestra, which you know basically does a salsa version, also <laughs> going to you know, hard pass. Oh wow! One, so. I wish I would have found that one. <laughs> what, what 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 did you find, Jody? Uh, I did find the Lily Wood and and the Prick. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it was it was all right. I mean, I I I, I don't know. I could appreciate what they were trying to do with it, but uh, I don't know if they actually achieved it. But uh, the, what I thought was was very humorous was the the British girl group cover "Girls Can't Catch," and <laughs> they covered that one. They covered the song for their canceled. 2010 debut album <laughs> so it actually it never even made it out really i think except on wow YouTube. where'd you wow. dig that out of i have wikipedia man and then okay. for, further research and it, it is uh it, it is not good <laughs> isn't the isn't the answer always the garbage heap of youtube <laughs> Wikipedia and then the garbage heap of YouTube. Uh, Neil, do you have any other delightful covers that you can? Yeah, uh, yeah, I got something throw to throw down upon us. I got something to add here, and I think we've talked about this before, but I think this song is a better performance and production than it is a song. You know, it sounds okay, amazing yeah. when she's doing it, and when other people do it, eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I listened to the the wooden the prick. I also listened to a band called The Dying Seconds, um, where it starts on ukulele and then more instruments come in. But honestly, it sounded like me fucking around on novice garage band. Like the bass was just like, <laughs> um, so yeah, it sounded like it sounded like me. So on it sounded band. like it was dying for a second. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, and my favorite thank you, one thank you. was um, Leah Alex. I don't know if that because it was two people, it was a girl and a guy. And was there an and in between it, or was no, it just Leia just Alex? Okay, Leia Alex. So maybe it was just the girl, um, and it was very. It was just a guitar and a girl singing, and it was just cool the way it was recorded, kind of reverby, but in a good way, like a live. It sounded kind of just like um, just had that had a nice tone to it, um, and she sang it well. It probably had about five hundred views in the past 10 years so yeah not too popular <laughs> well i will say just a quick add-on to what you said a second ago neil that is that even when you sent me a little kind of demo of what you were going to do and i tried to sing it without all of that production behind it it's really hard to get the energy up like she does 
Mm-hmm. But e- but even when you take that production out, it's also hard not to sing the song with that energy or try to try to mimic her. So it's a very like particular song, really that that probably shouldn't be covered. Honestly. I, I agree. So. I agree. I think her delivery is everything, and if you don't have that, you you you're, you because on all those covers, the the vocal delivery just is no match. Well, Josh, we should have done the cash version. I can say <laughs> yeah. I hope. I can say I hope it will be <laughs> worth what I give up. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Johnny Cash, always a good time to uh, talk about shoes. Neil, your song, how does the shoe fit? Um, it fits like uh, statement shoes, like something loud you don't mm. think you're going to like, and you put them on, you're like, hey, man, you know what? These look pretty sweet. Let's ring them up. I'm wearing them out. It, it sounded like you were trying to sound like, uh, the, I don't know if y'all have watched um, uh, We Own This City about the Baltimore cops. Oh, yeah, of course. Well, Man, I'm from like Maryland. You, so. I know. I just put that together. But the guy who's playing the, uh, Wayne Jenkins, he, he, oh, my God. He oh said, my God. hey, man. It's Wayne Jenkins Day, boys. <laughs> Wayne Jenkins Day. <laughs> Jody, how does the shoe fit for Santa Gold? It, it fits okay. Uh, it, it, it fits kind of like uh, an, a pair of Chuck Taylors that are brand new. I'm still trying to wear them in, and and the more I wear them, the more I like them. Okay, Sweet. okay. So you're going to wear them in real fine. Um, okay, so I'm going to say these fit like like a platform boot that like I'm not going to wear, but then I'm going to go like the once every few years that I am forced to go to a club with someone. Like they wear them, and I'm like, all right. Cool. And I, I watch them get out on the floor and break down to, with them, and I'm like, all right, I like it. I dig it. I, I like being on the periphery of this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if that makes any sense, I don't know. It might not. Platform um, It does. <laughs> uh, well, on that note, our cover of Santa Gold's L.E.S. Artistes. Searching for to tell it straight, I'm trying to build a wall. Walking by myself down avenues, a reek of time to kill. If you see me keep going, be a pass by a waiver. Build me up, bring me down, just leave me out your name dropper. Stop trying to catch my eye, see you good in force maker. Just make it easy, you my enemy. I can say I hope it will be worth what I give up If I can stand up me for the things that I believe I can say I hope it will be worth what I give up If I can stand up me I left my home to disappear is all I'm here for myself Not to know you, I don't need no one else Fitting so good, the hope is that you cannot see me later You don't know me, I am an introvert and excavator I'm ducking out for now, facing dodgy elevator Creep up and suddenly I found myself an innovator I can say I hope it will be worth 
I could stand up mean for the things that I believe. I can say I hope it will be worth what I give up. I could stand up mean for the things that I believe. The cover you just heard was performed by Neil Marsh, Josh Bond, and Jody Moser. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us a good rating on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is Josh's week. What are we going to check out? We are going to discuss the timeless classic by Ben E. King, Stand By Me. What's that? How's that go? Can't wait! <laughs> <laughs>